test, test, one, two, test, test, yes, one, you two. sound you sound like a man. Damn straight. You're you're bleeding like yeah. <laughs> pretty profusely right now. Yeah, I mean there is blood dripping down your leg. Yeah, There's that, that pad of paper behind you if you <laughs> you get desperate. I'm not putting anything in the photo studio against my wound. Did you? That is not <laughs> gonna happen. I was just gonna say you probably just like slap it against there and the blood will just clot right on it. I'm good. Did did you fall? How on did the, that happen? Yeah. How did you hurt yourself? I okay. I was uh, rushing to get uh, garbage into my garbage can. And, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's essentially how it happened. And I, but it was like, I, Ting, I'm 50. I don't know how old of a guy you are. I think you're pretty young. I'm guessing. I'm, but, like, uh, I'm half your age. You're 25. All right. Hey, so, 28. 28. Okay. Then you're not half my age, mister. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> throwing the math gauntlet down. Um, but no, I, uh, I fell and it was like, you know, when you fell when you were younger, and yeah. it was it was kind of cool, and maybe you know well, you always I, had like that like ninja possibility that you're gonna save yourself. Can't well, light reveal, yeah. tuck and roll. That's all gone. <laughs> it's all gone. <laughs> I fell, <laughs> and uh, I, I was, it was the first thing I did was like make that old man. Oh, <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get I up. Can't get up. Yeah, I don't have my cell phone. You know, all I'm I can trapped. think of when I look at your knee, your knee here, which is staring me <laughs> to my yeah. right. Every time I look down at the control board, there's your knee. Um, the um, is the well, don't bleed on my pants. These are expensive pants. <laughs> the um, the, uh, the is when I was a kid and I, that happened to me. Mom would go to the to the medicine cabinet and get out the Bactine yeah. and then open that green, white, red bottle of Bactine and just spray it. The devil's breath. Oh. And when I was in, and it's like, you know, I mean, it, it, and it cracks me up as I was in a Walmart this weekend and they still make Bactine, but it <laughs> says no sting formula. Ooh. Bullshit. Yeah. I don't believe That's that good, Yeah, no. Because the it's not Bactine good. if you're not stinging the crap out of your kid's knee. No. Testing one two three on my mic. Testing one two three on my mic. Testing one two three on my mic. I'm Todd Meisner. I'm Brian Achenbach. And I'm Todd Wilbert. And I'm uh, Todd Meisner. And we are talking to. Did I do it again? You did it again. <laughs> oh, I said my name again. Every, God, every, you know it makes for podcast. a funnier podcast that way <laughs> yeah, because every. I think people seriously tune in to hear me screw it up. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and I can't fire myself. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Grab yourself by the collar and drag that, yourself that, out of that, it. That's right. Yeah, the big hook comes in from the side of the studio. Well, anyway, that, that laugh you hear on the phone is Ting Shen, the, uh, a freelance photographer from the uh, Chicagoland area. He interned in Peoria. He interned in Dallas. And he interned at the Chicago Sun-Times. So this guy has been a lot of really great places taking pictures and currently freelancing in the Chicago Chicago land area. Ting, how are you? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. It's a puppy storm over here, but yeah. Oh, is the Cubs going to get rained out today? Eh, I don't know. They'll play. All right. I mean, they're, they're raising the banner. They almost have to play, don't they? I remember the yeah. first night game got rained out, but, but I'm old. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Sandberg hit 80, the first, 80. technically hit the home, first home run. 80. Four? Yeah, somewhere in there. Anyway. I don't know. We're old. We'll have to look it up. We'll Google it. We have the internet right next to us, but we're not using it. Nope. Talking to Ting. So the reason why we're called Ting here is that I, I posted on the on our uh, on a Facebook on the Illinois Press Photographers Association pr- page thoughts asking for people's thoughts on camera straps and the perfect camera strap. What is the perfect camera strap for? 
all these photographers. And we got a lot of good responses, but the response that stood out the most to me was Ting's Frankenstein remake of his own perfect strap. He is taking parts of different straps and creating the perfect strap. And I want to hear about it. So Ting, tell us about this perfect strap, man. Um, I want to call it perfect, but close. Um, it's it's combination from uh, you know the Dom Key grippy strap and the Think Tank Think Tank grip strap. Any um, both. Um, one of the issues I, I like them both. They each have their uh, own advantages, but you can never get two. Um, get them perfect like the thing the dom key strap you know he has a swivel has a hook detachable hook has all that and then the grip the one, one the biggest thing i have against the dom key was that their grip is like the rubber grip and the fabric and the strap is one-sided and it also gets you know you guys all have this experience you guys have been using this for like week for forever i mean the rubber comes off so easily after like maybe a month or two of heavy use it start disintegrating and start losing grip you just like look at this thing just yeah and for those that don't know what a dime key strip looks strap looks like it's the rubber the rubber is weaved into it like a fabric and then the it doesn't sit on top like the think tank strap where it's built in the it's like a layer of the strap but the the, the dom key is weaved in this, this, this like rubber that's weaved into the, the fabric of the strap. And then it, after wearing it on your shoulder or your coat or whatever, it starts to flake out. And so that's okay. Go ahead. So you, yeah. So, so, so I got that, you know, you want to, I, I wanted the grippy part, but then there, there's this thing, thing strap where, you know, it's, it, there's no swivel. There's no hook. It's a little big metal ring and a very heavy duty dual sided, uh, silicon, I think it's silicon or whatever. Some kind of material just doesn't come off easily, uh, both sides, which is perfect because you don't want to always, you don't, you just don't, as a photographer, you got so much things, some other things to worry about. Instead of having constantly adjusting the strap when you put it on, put the camera on your shoulder, you're just like, oh. So the thing thing strap's pretty great, except for it doesn't, it doesn't come with a hook, a detachable hook and uh, ring system, which the, the ring is designed for their, backpack you can hook up onto the in the backpack the shoulder pad and things like who does that i mean we already have enough like weight on our on our back and the shoulders like why would i put another like 10 pounds on my shoulder and break myself so um <laughs> yeah i thought you guys know the feeling yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Well, yeah and yeah exactly especially when you're running yeah. running at this thing detached you're gonna have like this thing thumping against your chest and then you know break a rib too um so yeah. I thought about, you know, how, you know, sometimes you want, the, the great thing about Domkey is that you, sometimes you want to consolidate the strap when you're doing remotes or, you know, just when you put it on a, when you put a um, telephoto on a, or a super telephone, like a 400, the monopod, the strap swing around, it's freaking annoying. It's blocking away trying to get to certain buttons or sometimes it's too long. It gets stuck in front of the lens. Blocks the frame, blocks the picture. It's 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 annoying. So I want to find a way to consolidate. But the thumb key one, uh, it's not perfect because the grip thing. So the solution was to well integrate both the thumb key and the think tank strap. Um, essentially, I, I don't. I I think I forgot to provide a photo. But essentially, I just cut off. You know, you, you have to spend 
double amount by two setzel straps. Right. Um, cut, you know, uh, cut the connecting strap, the nylon strap off the think tank strap and have the main like metal and the grippy strap part. And then just um, it, uh, use the hook from the donkey strap. But, uh, and then because the think tank strap, the ring, the metal ring is like a much thicker version. It's like if and by by I only I know I only measure that by millimeters. I forgot to do it by Imperial. So it's like two point eight millimeter ring, metal ring. Yeah, it's it's thicker. It's, yeah, it's thicker than the hook. Way thicker. So the the hook is, you know, I'm like I'm like very close. You just have to find a file, have a metal file, like a tungsten carbide file and try to file off the I think I assume it's aluminum some kind of aluminum alloy on the donkey strap, um, the entry points that fell off like a millimeter or something like that, uh, fell off and you could hook it in. It's, it's really not, not that difficult, but then, um, there's more to my strap is that I use more of the parts, other parts from the, I think tank strap, you know, the, I, I don't know how you guys called it the connector, the thing that we, that the loop your strap in, Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The friction, the stop. How do you call that? I, I, did, I never uh, found it. I'm sure it has a word like it's a thingamajig. Little, yeah, the the thingamajig. A little thingamajig. plastic caps on so, the end of a shoelace, but yeah, yeah, something like that. Like the the thing you you cross through so all the straps or something. Anyway, so you took that. Um, I used those the ones from the thing thing that we're not using. Remember, like. When they're all using camera strap, you always have this tail end of strap flapping around. Right. It's just like it's annoying. It's extended, it's annoying, and sometimes, like, if you don't take, after a while, if you don't pay attention, it might slide and slide, and at some point, you see some, you definitely, I mean, I saw, saw some people, their strap disconnected, and the camera slams in the ground, that kind of scenario, because it got, it either, it either broke or either just slid down. So my solution was to put two of those and two of those on one single side of the strap. And so you get a double, get you get a, like a, not a double back, like a backup a scenario where if one breaks, one doesn't, mm. it also acts like a restrainer. You keep the strap like, um, very, uh, very clean. You know what I mean? Like and there's no there's no end of the strap flopping around. It's like a it's like an extra <clears throat> safety strap, like a uh, extra safety uh, re, uh, restrainer. Okay, you know what I mean, so it's a redundancy. Like the restrainer, the redundancy. Yes, there's one on the you know the typical one you loop your strap in, and I put another one because I have this um, extra hmm. length nylon. And I usually match the length exactly from the nylon strap exactly like um, from how to say like halfway the donkey donkey connected part. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to describe it, but I have it. I make sure the end of the strap makes it exactly to the the loop where the hook is the 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 spring hook is. So okay. it's like contained. 
and it, yeah, just kind of make that work. I mean, it's better. It's it's easier if I just have a photo to show you guys. <laughs> right. Well, we'll post a photo. But, yeah. We'll post yeah. a photo with it. But that that's interesting because the what I do is. Uh, you're, you you actually went to the trouble. I thought about that, but I'm like, yeah, but I have to buy two straps. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, oh, somebody's doing mean. that. Okay, now I feel stupid for not trying two straps. But had you thought about instead of shaving down the clip so that you can get the the ring in to it, have you thought about supplementing that ring so that with a smaller ring that you could put in? But I guess that's you're you're looking at something coming loose there, aren't you? Yeah, because the the thing thing strap, the end of it is purely heavy duty sewn in. Like there's no yeah. point of detaching it. Then I don't have a I don't have an industrial sewer or anything to yeah. do that. And plus, I mean, they did it in factory, and then you're gonna do this again, and you don't know if you can right. maintain the structural strength and whatever over there. But it's easy, easy to take a shave off the hook instead of having to right. find a ring. First of all, you had to find a parts for a ring to right. replace that ring right. and then put it in. The, put it in securely. What I thought was cool was that other photographers have come to you to ask you to build them a strap. So obviously what you're doing is clearly the other professionals have found what you're doing uh unique and and uh, a, a problem solve and i think that that's one of the the thing about this business and we've talked about it on the podcast before was that we're constantly in the search for the perfect setup and sometimes you feel like you've got it and then then you don't and then you try to find something else and so um so yeah i, I want to take you back for a second um what describe for us your kind of typical loadout for you know an average uh assignment what are you what are you carrying? Um hmm. and okay, more so importantly, typical, what, what problem were you trying to solve? What what were what was the okay. gear not doing for you? Um so my the the perfect example not a perfect example, my usual like I focus I do a lot of NBA games here in Chicago in the in the Midwest in Chicago. I do like around like last season I did eighty six. NBA games, uh, Bucks, the Bulls, the Bucks, the Pacers, running around in the West. Um, so I do with uh, two of the cameras at the, same, at the same time, like my 1DX Mark II, another 1DX, and then maybe a borrowed 1DX. The issue I run into, uh, I have a 7200, a 300, and 2470, but uh, on a side, you know, just in case I want to do like some white stuff, but it usually doesn't work out in the NBA on the floor. Um, and then, so I, that sometimes goes into the remote, the pull remotes. So the issue is, uh, the reason why the strap, I want that detachable is when you're doing remotes, uh, you have this strap, you don't want it dangling around and being a, like a possible, object for people to hang on not hang on to get caught you know if players right. start flying through the by the pole there's a possibility of them catching it and then either you're hurting the player or the player like screws up your camera and everything you don't want to be you want to be as you want to be the cat like the camera be as uh, what's called as streamlined as possible hugging the pole and then, um, yeah, so but so having a standard strap, like a donkey strap works okay here. 
but at the same time, I don't want to deal with the, the crappy donkey's trap. I want to be flexible, you know, I want it to be standard issue that I hook up my strap, I can use, I don't worry about it. So that's where the think tank comes in. It's like, I just take it off. And when I need it back as a normal camera, I put it on and I don't worry about anything. Interesting. And I'm actually holding one of my solutions to the problem, which is I went to the custom SLR ring, which is that is a, is a, um, attaches to the bottom of the, the camera and you attach the strap yeah. to it and then you unscrew it and it, it rotates so that the body is, and that, that was a good solution for me for a lot of, for a lot of time, um, because of the going, moving cameras on and off video plates, um, sometimes yeah. it's a good idea. Sometimes it's not. And that's the thing is if you're moving between the world of photo and video and you've got to have a, a plate. So I have the custom SLR pro plate on the bottom of my wide. And then I have yeah. the custom SLR. No, I have the, um, I would love to have your setup on the top of that camera, but then on the, on the, on in that custom SLR plate, I have my spider cl- um, pin because I carry the, uh, lately I've been carrying my wide around my neck and then my 70 to 200 on my hip in a, in a spider with a spider plate because I wear a think yeah. tank harness and think tank um, speed belt. Actually, I wear the, the extreme speed belt or whatever they call it now. The, yeah, the heavy duty yeah, one. Yeah, the Uber one because it's more back supportive and it carries it, – it, it just holds the stuff better than the, than the, the, speed, the speed belt, the, the regular one. But Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of – that's where this whole thing came from. It's like, well, how do I combine – how do I get this off my body and then onto a tripod? Uh, there is – you know – I liked your, I really like your idea because you can detach it. Um, and if you wanted to attach yourself for some reason, uh, I was up on a bridge shooting a video the other day and I had two wides. One wide was to shoot the video one because I had to shoot video, let the video run. That was on a tripod. Then I took my other wide and shot the stills for the story while the camera was running on the subject. Um, and the idea to be able to have it attached to my harness you know, normally I wouldn't want to do that, but being able to, but there was that, the, I, I love all that. We've done a whole podcast about Think Tank and how much I love Think Tank, but that whole attaching to yourself. Okay. So their strap, like Ting said, their strap is, is got this big metal ring, mm-hmm. but then it goes on to, the piece goes on to attach to the camera. Well, if you, if you attach this to your harness on either shoulder, then you have the grippy part dangling in the middle of your chest. That's just, I don't know. These are, these are designed by professionals and I have all the respect in the world for them, but what professional wants their grippy strap dangling in the middle of their chest, especially if you're wearing a press credential. Yeah. Cause then you're all mixed up. They do sell little three inch straps to go into a camera from those D rings on the, on the harness. Yeah, I know, but then I would have to then attach yeah, a strap true. to put it on. It, I mean, it makes it more permanent. I agree. Yeah, they're making it all or nothing. You're right. either all or nothing with them. Whereas Ting's solution of combining the Dom key and whatever, I can have the straps on the camera. But you know, if you're shooting windy on a windy bridge, is what I was doing. Those dangly things that come down from the strap, even if we disconnect, are flying all over the place in yeah. the wind. So, 
I don't know. And for video, that's an issue because of the audio, right? Yeah, the audio. And just yeah, to yeah. have one more thing shaking on the camera. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had heavy-duty tripod on top of a, a main thoroughfare bridge. And, you know, you got the rumble. So you're dealing with the rumble of the bridge. And the bridge is moving and your subject is moving. So your your subject, you know, most people who watch video don't are going to forgive you a little bit if you're, if the, the, the movement seems natural. Right. Um, so in this case it was, that was okay. But what you didn't want to add was this a, a strap whipping yeah. in front of the camera or clack, something. Clack, or, clack, so clack. I clicked, yeah. I took those two Domkey straps and I hooked them together and then, um, put a little piece of gaffer's tape to hold them mm-hmm. while I was up there. So I had planned ahead for wind, but, um, when you're on the fly and you're running around, you spot news, right. um, you want to be attached. You want to be disattached. You got to throw on a tripod. I mean, it's it's so geeky because I, I I thought Rob Hart was a bit of a buzzkill, but he's kind of right in the sense. That, well, he is a buzzkill. Well, all right. <laughs> I, was, I was going to be polite. Let me see. Let me find Rob. See, I've got the I got it open here. Let's find Rob's comment. Uh, his sarcastic buzzkill comment was, and I quote, I'm a big fan of the strap that comes with the camera. It hangs on your shoulder and gravity helps a lot. You don't have to overthink it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm all about overthinking it. Well, isn't that, I mean, you know, there's a reason why there's commercial strap companies that make a lot of money because I don't, here's my, with the Nikon straps, I don't like the Nikon straps. Um, I, I don't think I don't find him grippy. That felty thing that, that, that yeah that, yeah, that comes with the camera. Yeah. And here's the other thing I'm tired of. I'm tired of people coming up to me and going, "Oh, a Nikon, blah 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 blah," because it's advertised on my strap. Oh yeah, and it's like, oh, I get to talk to you now, yay. Um, <laughs> with anything else, yeah, because it. <laughs> well, and I I I went to the the uh, Black Rapid uh, whatever chest rig. It looks like a little backpack, and then you get two cameras on either side of you. And um, I ended up, and I like it because the straps are starting to really bother my neck, and you know some other things. And on, in the hot summer days, it really it would irritate the back of my neck. And we we shoot um, the John Deere Golf Classic here down the PGA TPC uh, Tour Classic and Silvis, and um, that's always that's like a true test of gear. I always find, and it's in by the end of it, I had kind of. Frankenstein my own setup with a think tank chest harness and a speed belt and then I took two pieces of nylon and uh, went from there's a centerpiece in the back of that uh, backpack then I put a it's essentially like one of those like janitor's key rings it's like super beefy you got to like split it across uh, apart with a screwdriver to get it through the fabric did you have to go to like a janitor supply place to get it (laughs) <laughs> True value hardware, man. It's, okay, that's where all the janitors I, shop. That's where all the janitors shop. Plug in there. You know, yeah. I don't want you know the people listening. Like, is this a specialized piece of gear yeah, that I have to no. go? With? No, True Value key ring. Right. Yeah, key ring. and then right. I got two pieces of nylon webbing I found at some camping store or something, and then I had it come up to on the other side of the think tank bag. There's D rings on the what would be the front of the chest piece, and uh, went into that, and then I used those custom C straps. On uh, I don't know, like it was carrying a wide nose. I, I don't know whatever we, we were carrying for longs, three hundreds or something. Yeah, and uh, and it worked out pretty well. I was relatively happy, and then I could still carry a bottle of water, and I could still carry a flash, or I still could carry you know keys in a wallet that I didn't want to leave in the press room. Hmm. Um, but it was it was like, gosh, why do I have, you know why am I working this hard to to figure this out? And 
Um, then a, you see guys out on the course with like a you know a wide over their shoulder and a three hundred and a monopod, and they're you know running around like crazy people. Well, I I think that if you if you're covering uh, like golf, this was Brian's first experience with golf, and every everybody starts with golf. They show up, but they're like too much gear. Yeah, it's like I remember yeah. Paul Coletti telling me, "It's like yeah, no, I'm carrying my bag out yeah. there. I'm like, you're not gonna yeah. want that bag, Pat. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna need everything in my bag." And he comes back to the press room. I shouldn't bring my. Yeah. I'm not gonna my, bring my bag. My 35 art lens. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, no. So the but Brian this year went to full Black Rapid. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you like your Black Rapid? Um, I, I like it. Uh, it definitely solves a few problems that I've been having with just like straps in general. Um, like in terms of uh, usability, um, like when you're running somewhere and you have the straps on your shoulders, at least I don't put them really around my neck. I put them on my shoulders. I'm running, and then I'm short, so they ride like they start moving and then next thing you know the strap falls off your shoulders and you're holding your cameras well whenever you get to where you need to be you all of a sudden have to lay one down because both your hands are filled with the cameras like i don't have a third hand growing on my back so i have to lay one down put the strap back on my shoulder then lean weird put the other one back on and then start going to town you know taking photos whatever um and that was just hugely messy um, and it just always seems that some camera's going to fall off your shoulder at a very inopportune time. Um, so just with like the little, uh, screw in thing on the bottom and then you clamp it on, it solves that problem completely. And when you run, you feel com- incredibly stable cause they're both waiting down at your sides instead of one shoulder's kind of dipping and then you're, you're all over the place. Um, the second thing it solved is, um, I'm sadly 25 and I have a bad back. And so it evenly displaces the weight a little bit more um, across my back. So unless I just have like a one camera on, obviously I'm going to be, you know, leaning to one side, but with both, it kind of just does like a little bit more between the rigging of it, uh, to where it displaces more across my middle back. Um, there's no, I don't think perfect solution for back problems with straps. I think it's just a lot of, uh, stretching that we neglect to do. Um, but I do like it and I haven't once been like, oh, wow, I wish I didn't, you know, spend money on this or I wish I spent yeah. a little less. Um, I think it, for me, it gets the job done. I'm kind of a minimalist. So I don't like I, I have my 7200 on one hip, have a wide on the other hip. And if I, you know, I mean, 7200, you have that middle focal length of maybe like a 50 or whatever, but it gets the job done. And um, and if I foresee, you know, needing another lens, I'll have my little um, what like Canon 7200 come in like a little tan zip up lens bag thing hanging on me. And then I can just quickly like between my Canon, maybe put on a 50 or what have you. Um, so it's just, it's not over, uh, cumbersome. It's, it's right for me and what's right for me might not be right for somebody else, but um, yeah. just for what I do, um, and <laughs> for back support, um, I just, one day I was like, you know, I'm going to buy this, uh, Black Rapid, and I also bought a lighting bag for on, on wheels for all my kit um, light gear that I drag for uh, portrait shoots, and uh, my back has been thanking me. Yeah, save money on chiropractors you know, with your Black Rapid. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. So when you attach your seventy your camera body with the seventy two hundred on it, how do you how do you attach it? Uh, I do <laughs> I do it to the bottom of the camera. Um, I would do it to the um. 
the collar, but I lost the collar in college. Okay. Um, because I was just like, oh, my hands, you know, it's like nailing up against this thing. It makes it kind of hard to turn. Just like, I'll just put it in my car. And then since then, my parents have sold that car. So I don't know if it was like somewhere <laughs> hidden in there. I didn't have a chance well, to do it. I just came home one day when I uh, moved I here. I got an extra one if you want. <laughs> there you I go. might take you up on that. I might throw you a few bones for that. Um, you know, because here's the issue. Because I went Did you into buy the... his car? Is that how you got the <laughs> yeah. extra one? Yeah. Did you find one in a no. backseat oh, of yeah. some <laughs> SUV? Uh, long story. Um, I... Because when I went to my Black Rapids trip, one of the problems I had was, and I went into the bottom of the 7200 on the, the tripod collar, and um, one of the problems that I had, and I don't know if Canons would be the same way, but with my Nikon, I would manage to inadvertently hit the lens release button. Oh, it happens to me thigh. all the time. Well, and how I solved it is, okay, so it's my strap goes into that tripod collar, and then I took the little uh, hand loop that comes off a pocket wizard, like a Gen 2 pocket wizard, and I went around the metal uh, dangly bit that uh, your oh. lens strap would normally go on. And um, and then the other loop went into the, um, oh, it's the C, whatever, the right. C loop uh, right. bottom of that. So it, once in a blue moon, I'll still have a body separate from a camera, but everything's still attached. So mm-hmm. nothing's going flying. Um, because I did that at a, at a, <laughs> a Catholic school graduation <laughs> and, uh, the, my, and the lens stayed attached to me and the body like did a belly flop oh. essentially onto the concrete and, um, Hail Mary uh, all these, Father yeah, all these Catholic kids, all their heads snapped to me and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst feeling when a piece of your expensive gear just flops and it's, it's almost made worse by the fact that everybody around you knows that knows it's it. expensive yeah. and they just kind of yeah. like, <gasps> it's well, and there's always that moment where it's like, I, if it's like Schrodinger's can- camera gear, like if I don't look at it, it's not broken. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to like maybe pretend for a minute or two. It's not. <laughs> that it's cat's like, not still alive in the box. It's like that know. person coming out of a parking garage that like clips one of those like yellow posts, <laughs> right. and then they're just the screechers watching them. Like, yeah. oh man, buddy, and they're like, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. So Ting, I've got a question for you. Is there any chance that you'd consider doing this, uh, like making your own brand of straps and content? Talking to a producer, or even calling Think Tank, and maybe reaching out to those guys. They seem to be pretty. Uh, well, remember consumer, when I? Yeah. But, but remember when I made my suggestion on the on the the guy on the the, the, the press the, the press badge, and they 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 sent it back to me and said we don't take uh, solutions from customers yeah. or whatever for copyright reasons. And then we figured out why they did that because my idea came out three months <laughs> later. Volume two. Yeah. <laughs> so they'd already come up with the idea that I had suggested. And, and, and but don't they sue did, us. And, they, and yeah. they didn't want me to sue them. Yeah. So anyway. But anyway, Ting. I mean, yeah. Um, no, because first of all, I just like, you either go into this full time or you just do it on the side for yourself. Yeah. Because just, I mean, where I'm, where can I find time to do this, and how I'm going to do the business side of this? And it's like camera straps, camera straps. There's already enough uh, companies out there make camera camera straps. Whoa, how should I compete with them? Marketing, and all that. Right. And for me, it just it's just like a headache. Just, there's no point. I'm not here to serve everybody. I'm here to okay. I can make one for myself. It's it's perfect for me. 
I can make it for Joel Lerner and make it for one of a few, a few other people, which uh, the people I don't hate, you know. <laughs> wow. Um, hmm. but is that a short know, list? I, I think we need to talk that. about the people he hates right now. We can get into a juicy topic. Yeah. yeah that's, well, but I mean, it, it, it's, it's, yeah. it's cool that you're willing to share some of the, yeah. you know, what you, what you found and worked for us. That's one of the cool things about this industry is I, I think guys are pretty decent about, you know, hey, this worked for me. And to, and, yeah. But, yeah, it just plus you got where like I don't have any industrial whatever all these all these experience in sourcing materials like I don't have an industrial sewer I don't you know all these things it just it requires such a big it's in this modern society we're also specialized all these things like you just you can't do it yourself you just if you can do it yourself but you have to have experience have the access to all the materials um, so I'm just a I'm just a 28-year-old kid living in Chicago knowing nothing but photography and taking photos, basketball all day. And how do I do it? Eh. Eh. Do you I, get- I'd, much rather, I'd much rather spend more time figuring out more more freelance gigs and business on that side than figuring out this drafting. You know what I mean? Well, we appreciate you sharing your idea with us, and maybe somebody else will will feel free to send us a note on Facebook, <laughs> or if you're if you're a if you're a podcast listener and you've th- come up with your own solution, we'd love to hear it so we can steal it. Um, hey, uh, the one thing that most of our listeners who listen to the podcast, it's rare that we have somebody on the podcast who has taken a photograph that everybody in the world has seen, and your picture from the Dallas shootings is considered the iconic picture from that horrible day. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because I think that's a, it's a fascinating photograph, and, and uh, it, it pretty much summed up the entire horrible event. I mean, sure. I mean... Um... Did, you, did you think when they sent you... Did you get a sign to go to the hospital? Yes, I did get a sign by uh, my, the nightfall editor... Um, Michael Hamtill. We were in the desk. I mean, there was two two of us in in the office. In Dallas Morning's office, when things were going down, we we're hearing reports. We couldn't we couldn't hear anything, despite we we're being downtown because you know the office is so big. We're so you know, uh, we're just inside. We don't know what's going on. And then yeah, I got assigned there, and it took. It, it's a typical five minute drive. It took me twenty minutes because we were right downtown, and there's police blockade all over. Um, yeah, I just got there. And um, at first, I I, I didn't know the, how big, how, how, how bad the situation was because you just like, oh, oh, hey, another, another bad thing went down. I mean, that's, that's kind of sad if you look at it that way. Um, anyway. But yeah, another bad thing went down. Oh, uh, police shooting. Oh, and then you get there. It was, it's pretty quiet. I mean, the uh, Baylor hospital, everything's pretty quiet, pretty toned down. Um, you know, just typical of a, a position where the police officers ask you to put your video cameras for the TV crews. Um, I'm just like, meh. That's a bad angle. That's I'm not going to see anything. Um, really, I'm not going to see anything doing anything. So, um, at first, I was like, you know, I'm not putting, not expecting to make a frame like that. But 
<clears throat> so I spent the rest of the time, like 30 minutes before the fame was taken, cruising around, walking around, like just like, you know, pretending, not necessarily pretending, but just not specifically like sitting, standing somewhere and gaining attention, saying that uh, the police will want you to move yourself. And then, um, like, I forgot the time really, I go timeline, but at some point, I heard the cry out, like the big, big sobbing sound and crying. And I was lucky enough, I was in the sidewalk uh, looking right into the hospital emergency, uh, not emergency room, but emergency entrance, ER entrance. And it was just right there. And I was like, oh, shoot. And uh, I was, thankfully, I had my 300 attached to one of the cameras. And uh, so I just raised the 300 and, and, and just fired away. One of the is like I was trying. I probably shot around like sixty frames, but it, there was a few frames I worked out. The initial frame wasn't the, actually the, the the sharpest one. We actually later later on went back to the take and found the second frame that was even it was more sharp and more in focus. It was dark, so it it, it was just it wasn't the easiest. And people were going in and out the frame and trying to find an angle. The, the police officers were moving it, you know. Um, and soon after that, found realized you know that 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 that's a big big photo. I didn't know the the weight of the photo, how impactful it was in the beginning when I got it. So I just run to the, the curb, uh, get my computer, start filing it, and a few minutes, like a few half an hour went by. Um, you know, like uh, a reporter back in the office tweeted a photo on the front page. I was like, whoa, okay. Then, then that's it. Then the rest is history, pretty much. Yeah. Did you get a lot of feedback about the photo? Uh, Yeah, relatively. I mean, it depends on how you define feedback. It's just mostly a lot of um, congratulations or some stuff like that. Does it feel I mean, weird I, to be? Con- does it feel weird to be congratulated for an image of a of a tragedy at twenty eight? Because uh, I know, just speaking for myself, that it is always very weird to win an award or be congratulated for making a picture of someone else's tragedy. Um, I don't think the age definitely definitely. Uh, I don't think the age comes into play. It just, I mean, it just. Yeah, it's definitely weird. It could be a little bit weird. Just the wording, how you word it, how you like. It can be when you talk to people about it. Like people's like, some people come up to you and talk to me like, "Oh, dude, like awesome frame." Like, um, and they can say something, mention something of the uh, Pulitzer. I'm like, um, come on, man. And then some, everybody has to always, when you talk about this, they always have to preface about, I know it's just a, a horrible event and yada, 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 but it's a great photo. So it, it, it does actually make the conversation a bit awkward, a little bit weird when you're trying to not to be too happy about the frame, but at the same time, you want to be happy about me making the frame. And I'm just like, eh, well, yeah. I worked out. I got lucky. I really, I really got lucky because um, I was on the sidewalk in the right position where nobody was. Um, 
yeah, it just, it worked out. I mean, I definitely got some uh, grief in the office. Um, It's a learning experience for me, learning grief. uh, You know, I was talking nonchalance about, uh, you know, maybe this photo had some word possibility, but it was too soon. And I was over, I was way over my head about the thing and all that. I definitely got some grief. I learned my lesson through that. Some people weren't happy and talked to them apologized and you know it just just stuff for me learning about how to process this kind of big situations where you know people lives are lost and and great photo and all that it just it's it's a big big bag of just, just everything it's it's messy it's always a fine, and, fine line that we walk it seems like yeah, it's just like um, what we're gonna do. I mean, uh, it's it's this. It's like we excel. Like we as journalists, photojournalists, we excel. In the, other than, well, I mean, we mostly excel in the suffering of others. If you want to put it that way, I don't know. I mean, only twenty years old. I don't know. Crap. <laughs> no, I, 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 when you said age didn't come into matter, I, I think you, you, you actually your answer kind of talks about where I was trying to go with the, the fact that this was a new experience and a, and a learning experience for you. I, I know that um, when Alex Garcia made a very good point on Facebook, uh, the, 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 the great Alex Garcia, who used to work for the Tribune, made a point that uh, after the, um, the, the assassination of the Russian ambassador and the, and the photos were posted by the AP yeah. was that people were instantly like their instantaneous reaction wasn't that this guy was just assassinated their instantaneous reaction was distasteful in the sense that they were they were dancing on the idea that this guy was going to win the Pulitzer prize and of course I was reminded of that this morning when NPPA sent me their morning email and it was yeah, they were right trying to figure here. out who was going to win the Pulitzer prize today at 3 and I guess it's 1 minute from now because it's probably Eastern Standard Time we'll find out who oh. won the Pulitzer prize so <laughs> so are you are you now here's my next question were you nominated for the Pulitzer prize by the Dallas Morning News I don't think so okay. I think it's uh, no it, it wouldn't be it would be a package I mean I don't I don't my views my opinion doesn't represent the staff because I don't, I'm not there anymore. Um, uh, the, the reality is I, I don't think that one photo is that tells the whole story because we, the, the same night we had three other staffers, Jeremy McCarthy, uh, Ashley Landis, and, and, and uh, also Smiley Pool. They were downtown and during the protest getting shot. They were the ones who were risking lives. They had the photos of downtown, the clash and all that. Um, I think we're, we're, if we submitted, I don't know if we did, because, uh, I mean, not we, they, I think this is a we submitted. Chances are they did. It will be a package, and it will it will be team, it will be team, uh, it will be team award, something like that. I, I to be honest, I'd rather, I, I don't care that much. I mean, if, if I, I'll be honored if we win. I, I'm really honored if we win, but it, it really is a team effort. Well, I love your attitude, and that must be why so many people who I know that know you say such nice things about you. Ah, Every, <laughs> a lot of people say nice things That's about nice you. you. That well, they, I wouldn't yeah. have called you if I thought you were a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple rule, but oh, we live by it, man. Just, just you wait. 
Yeah, well, wait and see your strap, your strap, strap setup. I'm gonna be start. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm not making a strap for that Meisner asshole in Moline because he's a jerk. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, he's on my hate list. Ting, I really, you know, I think the off the record podcast that we don't ever air is Ting telling us who he hates when we turn up after this is over. There we go. Because I'd love to know who he hates that I know, and maybe we hate the same people. I'm gonna guess. Yeah. Um, but hate. then, but then, you know, usually th- these things don't work out too well. But th- because you're gonna start hating, you're gonna start telling people who you hate that happens to be friends of theirs and they're going to be like, oh, You never know how it's going to come full circle. Yeah. 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 And yeah. you don't, and because the photo community is so small and things just start, yeah. you know, spreading like wildfire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, it's like the lesson, you know, the whole growing up thing is, you know, just just keep things to yourself and just put, a, put up a smile. You don't want to be fake, but at the same time, you don't want to be, you, just don't, you don't want to, you don't want to, um, you don't want to show your cards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, you that, sounds, that sounds kind of cynical. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. no, but it's in, in, in the freelance world a little different too. You know, you got to, you, you're running a business. You got to put that business. You don't want to, you don't want to pull United and drag a guy who paid for his ticket. Off <laughs> we don't, we don't talk no. about the people who don't work here that we hate. We leave that off the podcast. Yeah. I mean, hate's kind of a strong <laughs> word. My dad used to always say, you never hate anybody. And and I, you know, I and, yeah. and when I said when I looked at him and said yes yeah, sure dad whatever I I you know I get it I get that hate is a like a really powerful word and we throw it around kind of in ju- in jest so um, but it's it you know I mean there are people that we strongly dislike yeah. <laughs> like for instance this guy today who uh, kept getting in my shot and he knew he was getting in my shot and I was set up for the, the shot that I wanted to get and there was no real reason for him to stand in front of me and I took his picture and I and I Lisa my wife at lunch said don't post that anywhere and say anything <laughs> you just don't don't do that and I'm like I, okay fine she, she's the voice of reason see having a wife that has the voice of reason is keeps me out of trouble there you go <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what do you got going tonight what are you shooting tonight um covering the bulls versus magic for um, who the bulls who? are for who yeah who are you shooting for oh um i used to do this for xinhua news agency okay china mm. they're, they're like they're kind of ap except for it's state owned state owned yeah you know it's complicated, anyways. Yeah. Well, as long as the check doesn't yeah. bounce, that's there you go. <clears throat> hey, man, money's money. Yeah. And so, quick question: um, Do did people in China care enough about the Bulls without Michael Jordan? <laughs> I mean, does it mean they uh, love? They love basketball. Yeah, that's the thing. That's they, the any anything about basketball. Like, doesn't matter how obscure, like how crappy a team is. Really, they love basketball. Is cool. NBA the I most mean, popular over there? In terms oh, yeah. of American sports, Just, okay. I'll give you an example. I'll give you a fair example. So, remember, so you know, like charcoal is like in Chinese traditional Chinese like food and whatever Asia, it's like a big thing, you know. Okay, so Yao Ming, you know Yao Ming, sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. he retired. Yep. So he went back. He went back. Uh, started doing recently a few years ago. He did. He did a campaign to stop hunting for charcoal consumption for charcoal to advocate against it. The drop, I don't know the number, but I think the drop of consumption of sharks went down 90% from like just him wow. advocating for it. Just because he is, you know. He's that big. He's like influential. Yeah. He, she, he was the center for the Houston Rockets. 
He, yeah. he, he is, is still national revered. icon. He is also still revered in Houston because I was in a bar in Houston and they still have the life-size cutout of him <laughs> on the wall that everybody has to stand with. Yeah. I mean, we just, my brother and I just sat there in this beer pub or whatever we were in a brewery and all everybody who comes into the brewery has to go stand next to the giant Yao Ming life-size <laughs> cutout of him on the wall. Ting, how, how tall of a guy are you? Um, five eight. Five eight. Okay. So you're you're you're. I think that's probably the national average, or in that ballpark by an inch or two. How freaked out yeah, were you I'm... when you when you shot your first basketball game and you were like that close to? Because I'm even surprised they're the same species, NBA players. It freaks me out how big. Yeah, they are. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I still think about this question every day. It's like so. You think about like Aaron Brooks. You know, mm-hmm. uh, zero zero uh, double zero for uh, Pacers. Yeah, he's not that tall. He's like, but he's still six feet. He's a he's a yeah, tiny one. Yeah. Like, he's still six feet. I'm like, not like what? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. He's like, what? I mean, yeah, uh, I didn't freak out because um, I watched basketball growing up. It's like I played a little bit, watched basketball growing up because, well, of course, I'm from Taiwan. It's it's all the same. Right. Um, yeah, it just yeah. You just you get used to it, like oh, Derek Rose. Yeah. Okay. 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 Hi. You know. I, I'm amazed though because I've I've watched basketball, but I don't think television gives you the kind of the visual reference. Um, and there's there's a picture, and I want to say it's like Shaq and Kevin Hart, and maybe even The Rock or oh, something. I know exactly what you're talking. And about. And it is just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Kevin Hart is like is a it? halfling. I mean, it's you know. Kevin Hart is short. He is short, but he's, he's not, not like a dwarf or a midget or a little person or something. He's, yeah, he's no, just short. Way to start with the stereotype. You right. get to the political clock term. We should, we should have probably stopped this podcast. <laughs> Hit the okay. dumb button. So I, I can officially announce via Twitter that, uh, and I cannot pronounce, you'll be able to pronounce it because you probably run into him way more than I do, which is never. Uh, e. Jason Wam, Wam Gans. From the Tribune, E. Jason, yeah. how do you pronounce that? Do you know? I don't. Oh, <laughs> anyway, Ting's he won. taking a hard pass. He, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he probably run into him at an NBA That's game. Right. I mispronounce his name now. Um, but anyway, the Tribune won uh, for future photography, and the New York Times uh, won for best breaking news. Hmm. So that's wow. that. That's there that. I don't I don't know what the New York Times breaking news photo was. I guess we'll have to go to the New York Times. Wow. Uh he wanted he, he for, got he got the feature? He got the feature? The, Jason got the feature? Yeah. What's the does, Wow. Do you know what the photo is off the top of your head? The 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 breaking news photo. I don't photo, know. The breaking news photo for the New York Times it's is New from York the Times. war on drugs. Did I say New York Times? What did I say? Yeah. I'll yeah. edit it out yeah. later. Uh, okay. Yeah, the New York Times for breaking news photography won for the, the war on drugs in the Philippines. So I don't remember last time Tribune had a Pulitzer. This is making great podcasts. Here, I'll fill it in. Four, four guys, four guys <laughs> looking at their the phones. Internet. <laughs> um, so I love uh, sports photography and whatnot, so I'm very envious of you getting to photograph uh, NBA games and whatnot. It's kind of a dream of mine. Um, have you had any funny interactions with NBA players, whether it be like the awkward, they fall into you, and then 
they say something weird because I know I I know that it kind of happens sometimes when uh, somebody takes a spill and then they'll just say something. Do you have any weird interactions, whether they took a spill into you or just said something while you're walking down the hall? Or, um, mm, no, I mean yes. The funny no, I never. I try to avoid uh, attracting attention as much as much as possible because you don't want you just don't want to be that guy. So the funny interactions. Well, I did. What is the Hawks two players? Which is um, Atlanta Hawks. Let me let me quick look. So when I, you know you wait on the sideline when they're warming up, and then uh, these two players on the Hawks. Let me quick check. I just I, I'm very bad with these names. There's Dwight yeah, Howard current. and um, then um, Ken Bazemore's on the, there. I, guards, guards. Jeez, uh, oh, who Baze, are the guards now? Bazemore, Bazemore, and uh, shorter. So oh, one yeah. time, so one game this this season. So. They warming up on my side. Um, so I'm on their side of warming up. They're just, you know, it's like five minutes before the, before tip up, before the ceremony, whatever, the, the anthem. They, I would, I had my headphones in because I was just, you know, chilling and standing around with one, one lens in my hand. So, and all of a sudden they, they I, somebody pulled on my shoulder onto the court. I was like, I don't know what's going on, especially with the headphones and you just so, you, you don't know what's going on. You're on almost and a then, different planet at that point. Yeah, you had to pull 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 me away, and like uh, Shorter was trying to get me to raise my hand and start to defend Bazemore for a three point shooter. I was I didn't know what's going on until the moment he shot. I was like, oh, I can dump better. So <laughs> they, they 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 occasionally drag people from the court, you know, interesting people from the corner of the court to defend to help to do a mock defend and warming up. I could have closed out better. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could have done better. Like, if I didn't have my 35 on my hand, I didn't have my headphones in me. That would be great. But, yeah, um, that was one interesting. I also got ran over by, uh, what's his name? We traded, we, we traded him to the Thunder. Uh, Taj? Uh, no. No, the other one. McDermott? Um, McDerm- yeah, McDermott. I got run over Mc- McDermott before. Mm. Um, and the inter- NBA Entertainment, the, the NBA e, um, photographer G- Gary Denine has a photo of me getting run over. Um, <laughs> oh no! I, 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 I can't, I can't post. It. I love the photo. I can't post it anywhere because NBA has the copyright. It just, uh, I'm just like this, this. Yeah, but wow, yeah, wow. It's, 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 I always show people. It's it's great. It's like people sitting behind me just have their phones up to just. Just filming me getting run over. I'm like, oh great! Oh, oh my god! So to, to 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 give everybody the information which they'll already have when we post this podcast. I know. Breaking uh, so news Jason from the, the the um, Chicago Tribune won for his uh, story about the ten year old boy uh, after being shot in Chicago. It's a story of him and his mother. Oh and it's a, wow! It's a, it's a marvelous story. Um, it really is. I remember when he posted it originally. <laughs> It really is. It it really is a wonderful story, and it's a nice, positive story uh, that's coming out of Chicago of somebody who survived um, something horrible. So, anyway, yeah. well, sir, thank you very much for playing uh, our game. This little game show we call the podcast. No, thank you. 
Uh, you were wonderful, and uh, you lived up to your high billing from other people who have met you and know you uh, better than we do, but uh, you are now officially, we should probably get t-shirts. I was a guest on the Talking Picture Podcast, but that would cost us money. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we, maybe we apply maybe for like a grant. sponges. Just buy in bulk. <laughs> so that has to little dish sponges. sponges. Dish sponges, <laughs> yeah. Something. I did my dishes after I was on the podcast. Is that what you're saying? All right, man. Hey, Tink, man. Thanks very much. I appreciate it, and uh, congratulations Thank on all you your su- on all your success by th- by this time at twenty eight. And and uh, if you ever have a good topic for us, don't hesitate to come back and be on the podcast. Thank you. Um, I'll see you guys in uh, Moline sometime this summer. I'll be covering the the. What's it called? The John Deere Classic? You're probably. coming to the John Deere Classic? Awesome. Ooh, oh, probably. man, we'll show you where all the good bars are That's while right. you're here. We should do an on-site <laughs> podcast. Oh, yeah, you, we did a, we we did did a really good <laughs> we did a good on-site podcast last year with uh, Schultz from The Times. Yeah. So that was good. That was a good one. Yeah, we'll see you then, Ting. The Rain Delay, Rain Delay Theater. Oh. Yeah. Well, hopefully it won't rain when you come oh. here. Yeah. Yep. Don't bring How's it going, guys? All right, brother. Thanks. We'll see you later. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye. The Talking Pictures Podcast is produced by Todd Meisner with help from Todd Welvert, Meg McLaughlin, Brian Achenbach, and Gary Cranbeck. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod at www.incomputech.com. To see some of the photos and videos discussed in our podcast, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog at talkingpicturespodcast.blogspot.com. The Talking Pictures Podcast is a production of The Dispatch, The Rock Island Argus, and QCOnline.com, with a special thanks to Laura Frames, Randy Fisk, and Laura Anderson Shaw. Make sure you never miss a podcast by subscribing to The Talking Pictures Podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud.